0: Welcome to the Guerrilla Social Work Podcast, your crackerjack clinical insurgents pitting evidence against anecdotes. Gorilla Social Workers. We're thrilled to bring you another chit chat with your hosts, Jeff Rust Lust and yours faithfully, Mace Warren. Jeff and I are both forensic psychotherapists that specialize in treating clients involved in the criminal justice system. We love sharing our misguided musings with all of you, and we thank you so much for your ongoing listenership. Today we bring you our last installment of the Untouchable Reaction Video Series. When the most powerful lobbyist in Florida discovers that the nanny has sexually abused his daughter, he harnesses his extraordinary political power to pass the toughest sex offender laws in the nation. Untouchable chronicles his crusade and its impact on the lives of several of the 800,000 people forced to live under the kinds of laws he has championed. Directed and produced by David Fiege, no infringement intended. If you like what you hear, pretend you're going to play the airplane game with a five-star rating. When he extends his arms to hold you, hold one of his forearms with both hands. Position your legs so your knees are bent and their arm and elbow are between your legs. Squeeze your legs towards their body and pull their arms upwards towards you. And using the five-star ratings chest as a fulcrum, pull their wrist to your chest and apply upwards pressure from your hips while slightly pulling their hands towards your chest. And now, on with the show. Yeah. got the sweet ass arms there they are they are yeah i haven't i haven't showed mine off although you gotta keep those I, hidden while i have mine out i don't want to look bad i just want to know how many shirts that you have that you have uh hulked through on a just a in all your wardrobe because number three happened to me yesterday zero super douchey i know i know it is what what why don't you just buy the right size I do. I do buy the right size. The problem is, you buy them during running season, don't you? Well, so um, you wear a lot, like you wear the same brand that I do, Express. Yeah. You wear a lot of Express, right? Shirts wise. Yeah. Okay. So if you buy a double XL, it's fine and it fits just fine. But then, um, yeah, during lifting season, you, you know, go
1: double XL even in running season?
0: Yeah. Jeez. And, and then, um, but, uh, <clears throat> it's mainly my back my back gets a little too big so you need to like do this move yeah and <laughs> by the way folks we know this is the douchiest conversation yeah. <laughs> planet earth yeah. Yeah. bar none yeah. the worst conversation on planet earth. Turn into your local douchebags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then if you saw the truck I drove, like, you'd know it fits yeah. the profile. Oh, and I got spiky hair. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. You should see the yeah. tattoos. Okay. Yeah. It all fits. It all moves in the same direction. Yeah, but
1: Stereotypes <laughs> exist for a reason. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, but no, they have, uh, have I showed you that one website that, um, it's called a ox cloth yeah so, ever yeah. Seen that? Yeah. yeah so that one plugged to ox cloth too and they've gotten way better too about um because it's it's a UK company and they ship to um so so you like send them in your measurements like you, <laughs> you measure your biceps mm-hmm. and your chest and, and everything and you send it in and then they send you a customized shirt that it's weird because it mm. has like two seams on the back so you can like full range of motion and, and it won't oh. rip or anything but I mean like that's the thing when you When your shirts get a little bit more, you know, you button up shirt, spend some money on it. Like you don't, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, it's for sure worth it. And then I wear the, now when you're, when I'm smaller, they look dumb. You know, I feel like I'm drowning in them, you know, but during the right season, they're really cool. It used to be though, that website was tricky because you would pay more to send it back than you would to get it. Like sending it back. Now they have free returns. So oxcloth, you you probably know. know about barbell jeans oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah those are super comfy yeah those are those are like lifting jeans too yeah 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 i okay. can do karate in them <laughs> <laughs> do you go to the the uh all valley tournament yeah <laughs> exactly. did you know there wasn't an all valley tournament until the karate kid and now there is it an actually all exists tour- oh yeah oh, oh that's yeah funny yeah no, i didn't know that that show's awesome Hell so yeah. yeah man well i'm glad we got this in because i got a i got a um, I gotta go murder some animals next week. Word. So yeah, hopefully I'll get some jerky. F- I'm not murdering animals. I'm going hunting. Okay, yeah, uh, I just call it a spade a
1: spade. Yeah, you're murdering animals.
0: I love it when like you you use what is that a euphemism when you use like a a a lighter description of something horrible that you're yeah. doing. Okay, like dressing the animal. Like oh you you gut it. And you, 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 you cut it, That's, you, cut it o- a good example. you cut it open from its butthole to its mouth, and then you pull all its guts out. That, is that, that what you're talking about? Dressing? Well, what about <laughs> if you injure the elk and you need to dispatch it? Yeah. What do they call that?
1: Yeah. The well, dispatching. Yeah, you gotta dispatch the, the elk, you know?
0: Dispatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard dispatch. Yeah, no. No. Uh-huh. Just uh-uh. means kill. That way they use it. I know. It. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Was, but not with hunting, right? No, they usually use it with people. <laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs>
1: need to dispatch the threat.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good. That's yeah. a good term. Well, uh so this is our final our final uh uh rendition. We of, need to make this the final rendition. We got to just finish strong, man. It's weird cuz we're at 59 minutes in the documentary and there's 46 minutes left. And you think <laughs> It's tough though cuz it's like you want to jump I'm, in and I'm comment say on stuff this. Every time. Yeah. yeah. So what I think we'll do is periodically Will will uh, pause for a f- what have I've kind of adjusted it. What I'd say we do is comment over their dialogue. At certain points Not stop it And let it kind of roll okay. So you gotta have some Natural jump in points Sure Alright right. Remember folks We're getting used to this Just like you are So yeah, Let's yeah. cool it with the criticism here <laughs> Or criticize Like well, you know, yeah. Say whatever you want so. Uh, so Have they even said anything Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I I finally 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 Fixed the comments So we can respond to it Before yeah. like There was a block there That we couldn't So we can resp- stop getting bullied By our listeners <laughs> Yeah They just post without <laughs> yeah. a response yeah. <laughs> And then they think Yeah sir Got him em. Yeah uh, got he's, him he's too afraid to mm. even respond to me <laughs> <laughs> he's ashamed no. into silence that's right that's right no so let's uh okay we'll get into this um and then uh we left off if you don't remember this gentleman he was talking about being homeless and he's riding a bus and i think that's as far as we got so they, they were this was kind of again um they were talking about you know, difficulties in finding a home that would actually rent to you um in this in Miami Dade County and what it took to to kind of get by. And there was a bunch of people, like a bunch of these dudes who just went and slept at this like one location. That's right. He was like in a sleeping bag or whatever. All so right. that's where we left Up off. Up to speed. Up to speed.
2: Every morning, I wake up on the ground because my curfew was from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m.
0: Curfew for where? Curfew to stay indoors.
2: So at 6 a.m., I would get up off the ground, go to the bus stop, travel two and a half hours down to the job where I work
0: Two and a half hours on a bus ride?
3: That's so, He was homeless and had no shelter. He actually found a job at a, at a car wash about 50 miles from where his encampment was.
2: Coming by this particular day, the bus was late. I called my probation officer.
3: He freaks out and calls his probation officer and tells her he's lived a couple of minutes late. When he finally gets back, it turns out he was only eight minutes late. He was supposed to be there at 10.05. He gets there at 10.13. To
2: this his
0: non-existent This is my appeal home? for
2: the violation and terms Part of the, of the PO's home's office. office. Because I was eight and a half minutes late for my 10 o'clock curfew, I got sentenced to four years Whoa. in prison.
3: Yeah, not committed to no the time. Whole story? It was simply eight minutes late. My position was that this was a draconian application of the law that judges are required to ex- exercise a little bit of humanity and some common sense. And clearly being eight minutes late doesn't justify throwing someone in prison for four years. And they rejected the arguments of the defense. Well, wow. that's accurate. That's says, crazy. You lose, and we're not gonna tell you why. That's it. Case closed.
0: curfew for many, what? Many,
4: many of the people so, who go back to prison are going back on technical curfew,
0: yeah. curfew to be, be
4: upwards in of 300 different rules that they have to follow.
0: Oh, this is important.
4: Uh, misstep is taken as grounds for
2: sending them back to prison. Uh, no camera. Hmm. I've evaluated three times. My first violation, they said it took me too long to find a suitable house. I wanted on appeal, but I still did three and a half years Damn. And before they overturned it. The second one was for being eight minutes late. Four more years of my life in prison. And my third one was for missing one class. If we're getting the full story, that's great. That was all the time they could still give me. Oh, it'd been 20 years, this whole thing. Because of the laws, I can't live with the family.
3: Man, the way the system is set up, I don't think it's so much a matter of public safety as it is a matter of setting up all of these traps for these people to fall into so they can reincarcerate them.
4: There's a recent Department of Corrections study out of California that studied all of the sex offenders who were released. What they found was for every hundred sex offenders released, 70 were sent back to prison. But of those 70 who were sent back to prison, only one of the 70 was convicted of a new sex.
0: Oh, okay. that, that's actually really important. I think um, mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, assume like they'll see they'll see statistics. Right. And, and you hear that. So essentially, 70% of the offenders are going back to prison, right? And uh, without any context, like there was a piece right here before this. Let me see if I can scroll back a little bit. Um, let me scratch right now. California
4: is. that studied all this is of this. Subs- good
0: pie chart right here. Um, so this is, so you look at this um, of everybody who's going back in into, so of those 70%, that are going back, 88% were back on parole violations, right? And that's a huge end size, too. Look at that end size. 6,000. 6,218. And only 1.8% that of that 6,000 came back on on a new sex crime.
1: Those aren't too dissimilar from our stats in Utah, from that study we reference all the time. right? What was it 56% PV, 0.8%? Mm-hmm
0: new reoffense, Yeah. Less, less than 1% new sex offense and a new non-sex crime. Ours was a little bit higher. I think ours was 12% for a new non-sex crime. There's a 7.3%. 3% was failure to register as a sex offender, um, which they don't necessarily categorize as a new sex offense. And then 1.8% is a new sex crime. So the, the only thing I'd, I'd say is, is yes, they, they are going back in, in like big numbers, right? Is this nationwide? Uh no, this is out of California. Okay. Yeah, but I, I can't remember if he did this for um for everywhere, but this was okay. just for California. But it, either way though, those numbers are really similar to Utah yeah, too. Yeah. So I would I would say that it's, you know, obviously can't extrapolate to the entire United States, but um in in some of the statistics that we've looked at in terms of the nationwide ones through the federal bureau of, of no uh the what bureau of justice the statistics they they say that the those numbers are pretty consistent as well yeah. so the the thing i'd say is um for people to know at watching this i mean like yes they are going back and you could i think um an argument could be made that those parole violations had they not happened Um, It could have led to a sex offense. So perhaps that they were, they were um, preventing a sex offense. So maybe somebody was, moving in a direction that was going towards that. But um, often what we've seen, um, and, and I think Utah's gotten way better about this, particularly with the officers that we work with, the agents that we work with, I, I don't see a lot of knee-jerk reactions anymore sending dudes back to prison. And certainly the the federal um, United States probation office, we don't see a whole lot of that either. And I think they do a pretty good job of those things. But that that's just contextually everybody needs to understand. These are not new sex offenses. That's usually completely out of the norm. The reason why they're going back to prison is because of this. So their recidivism rate is incredibly high, um, but it's due to parole violations.
4: Right. Yeah, exactly. Vendors who were released. What they found was for every hundred sex offenders released, 70 were sent back to prison. But of those 70 who were sent back to prison, only one of the 70 was convicted of a new sex crime. Five were detected committing a new non-sex crime. And 90% of those were returned to prison for a technical violation. Wow.
5: For judges
6: that have any discretion at all, there's no question that if you uh, exercise that discretion- Fashionable because you lady. see distinctions yeah. in the group of sex offenders,
1: Dude,
7: the reaction up, look, would be extraordinary.
6: <laughs> so you err on the side of punishment. And that's what we've all been doing for 20, 30 years now. So we've simply created Allahassee, a punishment
8: Florida. machine.
6: An endless punishment machine.
9: It goes back to control. We need to have different pieces in place that make it much easier for law enforcement officers to put these individuals back in prison. Because it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Mm. It's not if they reoffend, it's when will they reoffend? And I don't want to take that chance.
3: Uh, normally, I would let uh, the daughter go first, but uh, first up, I think we'll have Ron Book because I knew that she would want her daddy to go first. Ron?
10: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the committee. I will be brief.
9: We cannot allow guilty sexual predators to walk free. I know. You know, and the Supreme Court knows, the time has come to empower children who are being victimized. This year is one of the most aggressive years that we've ever had.
10: Video voyeurism and sexting and porno—we've been involved in all those efforts.
0: Senator Bacausto, you recognize the clause?
5: Thank you, Mr. President. I ask that everyone. Why ever let, let him out there? Give voice to the, the concerns what's the point? and fears across the state and allow them to bring their uh, abusers to justice.
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean,
5: 32 years it seems like it would cost much right, more money, passes, put more strain on the, state the citizenry to yeah. let them out them the put them so and put it back in. Right. We'll be there. Yeah. For sexual predators.
10: Having all four bills that you've spent months putting together, taken up as the first act on the first day of this legislative session, that's a big deal. Well,
1: there's a lot of people Designed willing to, to build the more
11: prisons and just to in
1: incarcerating Lots of what
10: we have done affects categories of sexual assault other than children. While I may have this, like, deep-seated, stab you in the heart, kill you for committing a crime against a kid, I find sexual abuse as a whole abhorrent, unacceptable, punishable, I'm sorry, I'd put them away.
0: Good, me too. Not Thanks forever to though. Thanks the Ron and Lauren book, Florida is now the only
4: state in America that Mad- has a 50 Gates? year oh, wow. mandatory minimum.
9: They will spend 50 years in prison if they sexually assault a child. Mm-hmm. That's,
10: that's
9: like the minimum sentence.
10: My daughter's favorite issue this year. Now on your driver's license, there'll be a notation, you are a sexual predator.
0: No, predator? I don't think there's any legislator really that has been against these. I haven't heard anybody say, "Yeah, I really don't like these these bills." Politically, it would be hard to do. Politically, it would be hard to do. Yeah, it's unpopular. Make Florida back safe, against these things.
2: and we know if we can make Florida safe, then we know that the entire country has a blueprint for the rest of the states in the union. We've had to explain
1: ourselves just to making this podcast. Eagles filed this right.
5: session to
9: toughen
7: up laws. Legislators hope to have their new law in place as early as next month.
11: A growing number of cities have bans on sex offenders offering candy at
0: their
5: door. It's going to require convicted sex offenders to put fluorescent green license plates on their car. The bill that would make uh, those what sex difference would that make? Have to get
0: oh, crap.
11: Castration
0: before bill. they leave Proposed. prison. Wow. Whoa. They
4: have marked this child for life, and I feel like the, the punishment should fit the crime. Governor Cuomo has signed legislation that prohibits registered sex offenders from becoming firefighters.
10: I had a bill say that if you were a sex offender, you John Flanagan drive an ice cream truck. A lot of these
2: folks are repeat offenders. If it was something where you said 95% of the people who commit these types of acts never do it again, different story.
11: Well, You can't find a more hot-and-button issue than especially pedophiles. The great fear among politicians is being thought of as soft on crime. The sentiment has been to err on the side of safety, even though maybe the net has been cast
5: too wide. It's bipartisan support, almost unanimously, overwhelming support. There is no activity of any kind in any way to somehow water these laws down or to soften them. Not in this building.
0: This is in McLeod, Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, I agree with a lot of what's said, just the implementation of it and the a duration. Bill a bill the
7: State House of Representatives on Monday would prohibit sex offenders from visiting any recreational park in Oklahoma. State Representative Standard. Josh Cockroft right. authored the legislation to That'd include any neighborhood, county, <laughs> or state look, park as really optimist to yeah. habitual or aggravated sex offenders.
0: Oh, the day before the park van goes into event, October thirty first, and it's showing our gal that was previously featured. I'm sorry, she's there at the park with her kids. Oh no! She's telling her kids she can't take them to the park anymore.
5: My best daughter in the world.
1: Yeah, she took a good cute little girl. Yeah.
12: I'm very
9: afraid of losing everything that I have now. I don't have tons, but what I have is everything to me.
8: You know,
0: I wonder if there's like exceptions to this, you know, like uh, PO discretion allows them to do some of these things. Like they're allowed. That if they're certainly peeling. is the case here. Yeah, that'd be nice.
10: <coughs> this year, in this package of bills, Senate Bill 1666, six, 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 six. automatically, upon conviction as a sexual predator, you lose your parental rights to your kids. Whoa. See you later. Adios. Have a good life on your own. Believe I don't know about one. that one. Because you're not going to have any relationships with your kids. I and like us do it. Whether your crime was against your kids or not. You shouldn't have that right to be that close to your kids.
0: Wow. Yeesh.
1: Terminating their Because rides. they have a
10: hardwired problem. A pedophile sees that picture of that three-month-old or that five-year-old or the 12-year-old, and they get stimulated. Perhaps. And they want to go have sex. They want to go have sex what about with the kid that of- little child.
1: Pause that real quick. Yeah. Like, what, like... What about the child of the sex offender that now is victimized by the legal system? He loses his mom or his dad as a result of this rule that gets put into place that might have nothing to do with protecting him. Like the there's there's plenty of cases where somebody picks up a sex offense and for whatever reason, the it, it's pretty damn low risk that the kid would be a victim of his own parent. And this is just a carte blanche decision made that now strips this kid from being able to even have a choice in his father or mother being a parent. Like that's, that's big
0: time overreach. Well, right. And, and I think it's because of what he was saying. He said, you know, if you, uh, you know, if, a a pedophile looks at those pictures. And so what the distinction is, is they're making a synonymous comparison between pedophile and sex offenders. Like, In, in what book is kind of saying is that there's not really a difference, sex offenders and, you know, pedophiles there. And, and I guess, what is it, you know, all pedophiles are sex offenders, but not all sex offenders are pedophiles is a good way of looking at it. Um, and yeah, I mean, and and not to mention, I mean, there's, there's diagnostic criteria to reach that point. Um, and so for sure, I mean, like, um, I think about you know a client we worked with, and he had a really hard time with exhibitionism. It was only ever against adults, though, um, and you know essentially this was him uh, pulling his penis out and showing it to an adult female, and really his arousal was based on her surprise and her reaction to it, right? And it was almost like compulsive, like very similar to like addictive, to where he would talk to me about it, and he would become obsessed with it, and kind of develop, you know, I don't know the not the equivalent of like a drug craving, but similar to that, to the degree that he felt like he had to do it, very obsessive, very compulsive type of behavior. Knew it was bad, but would find himself doing it anyway. Um, I don't know. I mean, based on his previous behaviors and the, I mean, he. he I, I just wouldn't see him being a risk. To, he didn't have any children, fortunately for him, I guess. But even if he did, there was never anything in his profile that would indicate he's a risk to children. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, and that's a perfect example of what my
1: objection was to that.
0: Right, yeah. right, right, right. And and I mean, he went back on violations due to new offenses, which probably hit were in his best interest. Like that's one thing that you and I would probably yeah. agree on is, look – if you're reoffending in the community, yeah, sometimes a period of incarceration to kind of really be in a controlled environment to address this to the degree that you don't, I mean, if you continually commit offenses, eventually they're going to give you what is the equivalent of a life sentence to the degree that you're never going to get out, right? And so sometimes that's a hard decision on our end, but we will recommend that, that like, reincarceration is probably best for this guy. Not because I want him punished, but because I'm saying, look, devoid of a controlled environment, he's going to find himself in even more trouble and find himself further and deeper yes. involved in the criminal justice system. So this is probably the most ethical decision for him. He's it's demonstrating a, an acuity for a higher level of care.
1: It's a tough sell to get clients to see it that way, but you're hundred percent
0: right. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I never looked to punish clients, but that's just how it is. Right. So,
7: God, grant me the
6: serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things. I Wisdom to know the
1: difference. Is this a group therapy well, that's session? Attend for sex offenders. The
6: wisdom to know what we can change. Go
1: ahead.
11: What no, I think I've she's learned the in the last three and a half years of therapy is just astonishing. <clears throat>
10: yeah, i
11: that's what it is. to a particular type of young girl ever since I was around eight years old when I witnessed my two older cousins having sex in the bed with me on an overnight visit from out of town. And then she became the fantasy and she was around eight or nine years old. And I've always been attracted to that age range since. The counselors make no bones in group therapy mind. session in a tent This is not something you park. cure. It's something you learn to manage. It's certainly possible that I would have never offended had I known what I know now and had I had the kind of treatment I've had since my release.
5: We know from research that sex offenders who receive treatment do reoffend at lower rates than those who don't get treatment.
0: Thank you correct?
5: Is treatment perfect? No, but neither are most mind medical knows. interventions. Yeah,
1: speak for yourself. People
5: after receiving chemotherapy and we don't say, well, we're not going to treat cancer.
11: What this bad? is a very candid statement. I've told the group that I'm going participate in, and to my counselor, if you kn- really knew sometimes what went on in my mind, you would lock me up and throw away the key. But should we do that? No, I'm not a harm to anyone, but those thoughts occur in my mind from time to time. That's honest. What I've learned in counseling and group is how to manage them. And through that, I get some modicum
1: of a peace of mind. That takes some balls to say. And the knowledge that I'm not a danger. In a documentary.
0: Well, see, and for most people that's just not good enough though i know like they want the the absence everybody of risk everybody wants thoughts, a risk free society which is society, not realistic but the right. thing
4: about these sex offender laws is that they focus with laser sharpness on a particular kind of risk and it is the risk of recidivist sexual violence now what recidivist this sexual is violence means the definition William Mitchell Law is School. a person who's been convicted of sex crime who then commits another, another sex crime. That's recidivist violence. Now, the public thinks that that is a huge number. About to the make public point. thinks that almost 100% of sex offenders who are released from prison go off and do it again. One of the most comprehensive studies of recidivism well, of was Justice done by Statistics. The, uh, what, what? the Department of Justice. They followed every single sex offender released from about 15 states. It was almost 10,000 people. They followed them for three years to determine who got rearrested or reconvicted for another of sex
8: offense.
4: That study wow. found a rate among those almost 10,000 sex offenders of 3.5%.
0: 3.5% of, of the 10,000. There is 000. a huge
5: disparity between the public's perception of sex offenders and the, truth, the empirical. Scientific. I'm glad so they're bringing this up. Yeah,
4: truth this is good. The recidivism of sex offenders has been studied over and over and over again. It's been studied by the federal government, <clears> the <throat> Bureau of Justice Statistics, State Departments of Corrections, the Connecticut Department of Corrections broke out the various measures of recidivism over five years. So using the loosest measure of recidivism, uh, 3.6% of the sex offenders were arrested or charged with a new crime over five years. Okay. The next most narrow definition of recidivism, a conviction of a new sex offense found 2.7%. And then using the strictest definition of recidivism, returned to prison to serve a sentence 1. for a new sex crime that was did 1. it say that
1: they'd completed treatment a study
4: in Maine that, was that a variable arrest rate of 3.9 percent I don't think a Nebraska I would assume this is all a two year recidivism rate of 1.7 percent one year recidivism 0.6 percent Of
0: all the sex offenders going back into the community mm-hmm. you're saying none These of them went through, you know what I mean they'd have to consistent. go through treatment. So Alaska three point four percent, Arizona two point three percent, Delaware three point eight. percent New Mexico was one point eight. Yeah, the low reoffense rate appears it's to be in conventional wisdom that sex offenders have very high sexual violence that
4: underlies All of these laws that sex offenders are extremely highly likely to reoffend. <laughs> Micro <laughs> microchip sex offenders? It's a total myth. <laughs> there are two different worlds here. One is the world of the politicians, and in that world. We are identifying the most highly dangerous, and these people have hugely high recidivism rates. And then there's the world of science. And those two worlds do not meet.
1: They don't even like each other. Was microchip sex offenders a hashtag? Was that, had its was
4: own role
12: the in
1: uh, the bullboard. this myth.
12: The two most well-known Supreme Court cases on sex offenders this are is uh, a case Ellman. called McCoon and another case called Smith. They report that the sex offender registry and other things that are imposed on sex offenders are justified by the fact that they have a frightening and high reoffense rate. as high as 80% of sex offenders re-offend. And that's a frightening and high rate. And I would agree to that. If 80% of sex offenders re-offend upon release, that would be frightening and Scary. certainly very high. And in explaining this frightening and high reoffense rate, Justice Kennedy made reference to a manual published by the United States Department of Justice. The Justice Department manual cites only one thing, an article in Psychology Today, a mass market magazine <laughs> from 1986. That article in Psychology Today is written by a fellow who's a rehabilitation counselor. That's his only degree. He's not an academic. He's not an expert in reoffense statistics. It's just his salesmanship.
1: Whoa. Is that on his Freeman Longo? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta People give who a-
12: don't take his therapy, they'll reoffend as high as eighty percent.
1: I wonder what you no would say about that article now.
12: It has yeah. nothing in it that it cites. There's no doubt that the statements about reoffense rates are wrong. They're just as a matter of social science fact, those statements are wrong. At this point, the phrase
5: frightening and high has been cited in close to 100 cases. Legislatures routinely recited in their preambles to their legislation. They cited the U.S. Supreme Court, which rested its assumptions on nothing.
0: So for those of you who don't know, the the psychology today is like a, I mean, it's kind of like a I don't know. Good housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, I mean, I'm not going to suggest that there's only non-reputable publications on there. It's just not an academic journal necessarily. No, I mean, we have our we have our uh our we we pay I don't know how much money <laughs> to just have our agency listed on there so people can find us. It's kind of you know got some magazines in our lobby. Yeah, yeah. I never can. Cons- it's like a, oh, it's like a Newsweek. There you go. Is that fair enough that's to fair. say? Yeah, I mean, Newsweek. you know, Newsweek versus the Journal of Substance Use. Like, you know, it's like not a not a, not an academic journal, right. so to speak. Yeah. So um, yeah, gosh, that's that's that's, that's the Freeman only one. Longo, that,
1: well, back in i be curious
0: what he would say about that now. <clears throat> back in 1980, though, I mean, um, that was kind of the heyday of like really mm-hmm. confrontational and um, you know, degrading and shame based Type of treatment stuff yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so and and i mean we were only going based off of um information that we had at the time but right. obviously the science has evolved and and who knows i mean i saw on there though there was one word that i don't know if you caught it it said 80 of untreated sex offenders oh, did you see that no so that's what they're referring to so this 80 percent that was one uh caption 80 percent of untreated sex offenders which <clears throat> Back then, depending on the number of cl- where this was and the number of clients that they were paying attention to, that could very well be an accurate statistic. Um, but, uh, and especially based on the, therapy back then and the and the sentences back then um Mm -hmm. but uh, nowadays it's just it's just way different so so that even you're talking about untreated sex offenders versus treated and and also the you know like so that frightening and high 80 percent is exceptionally high that is scary um and and it's again based on everything it's not untrue that they're returning to prison they are so if you just want to blanket say you know uh they they recidivate and go back to prison well yeah of course they do you know based on these things
5: On nothing. You wouldn't make any decision affecting your life on the basis of things like that.
12: A hundred judicial opinions that uphold laws that say, yes, you can put this person on the registry. Yes, wow, someone like on the state, registry huh? cannot go to a weird. library, cannot go to a park in Florida. They can't live anywhere in the city of Miami. They're throwing thousands of people onto the streets, out of their
5: houses, out of school, wrecking their marriages, wrecking their any prospect they may possibly ever have, reintegration into the community based on. Frightening and high, decades of recidivism, 80%, which came from nothing.
8: And you ever
0: got a shoe shine? Where no. in the hats do they get the success you? rate? Nah. Sometime in my life, you got to Is that give.
10: remotely tied to anything verifiable?
0: Oh, this will be good to see what happens when confronted we'll with science, time. like how he handles I'm that. I'm sure he's got an answer,
10: it, my friend. I have
1: no idea how he's going to answer. I can't imagine he changes his mind.
5: I occasionally I, force I people that I know to read some of the studies that I've read. And sometimes they read them and they put them aside and they just say, I don't believe it. Just like Mr. Book,
0: Or I don't care. Because the argument could be, it doesn't matter. Look, look at the harm that they caused. I don't really
10: care what the critics say. Here we go. Because what they say is, I don't have any statistics. I suggest to you, their statistics are made up and they're phony baloney.
0: Fake news. They make you have to it prove look that, like bro. it's
10: something other than it is. It's underreported because people don't report sex crimes. True. Because they're embarrassed. That is They're true. ashamed. They're intimidated. They're threatened. Their lives have been threatened, just like my daughter's life was threatened.
1: He's right. That's true. Yeah, but it, it's not the whole picture, but it, it's a, it's a variable.
10: If you're not a victim he's of not sexual wrong. abuse,
1: he's just over exaggerating it.
10: Don't have a clue. And if you aren't a parent of a child who's been sexually abused, don't tell me about leniency. Don't tell me about compassion. Don't tell me about what rights your kid should have or shouldn't have. Get out of my face. Get out of my world. Get out of my everything.
0: <clears throat> I don't think he's budging. <laughs> no but at the same time like look at this so i i don't disagree with what he's even saying here if you're not a parent of a victim don't tell me i agree with sure. that like nobody should tell you how to feel or that you should have compassion but you shouldn't be in positions of making big time decisions though you shouldn't be in positions of influence to 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 make laws like this that's what i'm that's the difference there people that make those decisions <clears throat> should be making it based off evidence and objective, Yeah. Objectively. Right. And yeah, I mean, yes, all, all crimes are underreported. Okay. Um, but we can only base our decisions off the evidence, which that we have, you can't just assume that it's so underreported that like, I mean, so then at what rate are sex crimes happening? Like so underreported that that's that dramatic.
1: If you were going to make the case that sex crimes are so underreported that it's like, it renders the available research invalid. You've now made a claim, which means that you now have to provide evidence to justify that claim. Right. And right. That
0: hasn't been done. But you're, you're not relying on that. You're relying on emotional empathy of, of individuals who are like looking at this and saying, Oh yeah. Why would we care for them? And look at the harm that ha- this has caused his daughter. And, and that's his what family. wins. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
10: Cause at the end of the day, walk in my shoes.
0: There it is.
7: There was this rally. Sex offenders were trying to change the laws related to the registry. Whoa! I didn't really understand a whole lot of it, but I want to learn. I mean, obviously, I was on registry. defense mode, oh, no. and I'm like, you know, we're going to take on these sex offenders.
1: Oh, this is the lady that tracks people down, right? There yeah, was yeah, yeah.
7: families who were fighting for their loved ones because of the effect it was having on them. It's not fair. My heart broke for some of these family members because they truly loved the sex offender that was in their life. The crime that that sex offender did is unforgivable. (laughs) But the domino effect on that side, that was an eye-opener for me. At one time... I felt like I was on the real good side of the law because I was working with law enforcement to get the bad guy off the street.
0: Oh, yeah, Predator Patrol.
7: And now all of a sudden, I'm on this side. I'm on the criminal side. Uh-oh. Now my son is a criminal. Oh, and now my son shit. is getting in trouble. And now we're looked at differently. It's very hmm. classic for Little children. Little pot who have calling the kettle black. <laughs> 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 My little happy son had a demonic seed planted in him after he was kidnapped and molested. His world stopped after this happened. He got hooked on drugs, and he went to a drug dealer's house, and my son shot a gun to try to save his best friend. Whoa. He ended up getting 25 years.
8: There are people
7: that I became very close with within the judicial system, and I have the utmost respect for them. And when my son got charged with these crimes, I wanted so bad to go and beg them to help me, but I knew my son did something wrong, and I knew they had to do their job. So I couldn't go ask something that was unreasonable. We had to just face it and do what we had to do. So now I am on the other side and I'm gonna be as realistic as possible. I don't wanna be a vigilante. I've learned. You know, there were times where I got very angry with with the predators and things that were going on and I didn't understand it. But today I understand it, I get it.
0: Damn. Well. Yeah, and who's to say that
6: the bizarreness of
0: what the happened people that committed sex offenses, or even the person who molested her kid, didn't have his own set of trauma? I think she maybe just realized just
6: that in the middle of nowhere. You know, there's like 15 maybe houses I'm, up here. Yeah,
1: I think she realizes that. It's going back to Jake. You're actually Wettering more time. likely
6: to get struck by lightning than to get abducted. You know, but. With abduction and sexual assault, there's such tremendous fear that it steers the direction of the conversation. I'm often afraid to talk about this topic knowing that there are a lot of other victims who've gone through the same thing and who don't see eye to eye with me. I've been doing this 26 years and I've learned a lot. And my attitude has, has changed. At the beginning, this was a tool for law enforcement. Now it's a punishment. I just think we need to have a critical eye and keep what's good and and fight for what's missing.
5: The consensus of the research indicates that public notification and public sex offender registries have not resulted in a decrease in sexual crimes mm, over the years.
0: Why would they? It makes no sense. Like, just use common sense. It w- what would? Why would that work? Right. I mean, it's, I know it's not going anywhere. I'm just saying, just use some common sense. We've Why would that prevent something? we created
5: Megan no a, a system that has taken on a life of its
0: own. Megan's law showed no demonstrable effect. Wait a minute. What'd that say? Go back.
5: a system that has taken on a life of its own.
0: Megan's law showed no demonstrable effect in reducing sexual reasons It's reoffenses. less effective
5: than we'd hoped Megan's it would be. Megan's law has no effect
0: on reducing the number of victims involved in sexual offenses. Are we Given simply the lack of demonstrated punishing people? Law, offenses, or are we really trying to do something
5: effective that's going to change the way our society deals with sexual assault?
4: What has happened is our policy has gone off in the wrong direction. There is growing concern among experts that the super-draconian responses to sexual crimes can actually have the perverse effect of depressing the reporting of sex offending. Really? Particularly within family Rewind that. Yeah. Depressing the reporting of... That the super-draconian responses to sexual crimes can actually have the perverse effect of depressing the reporting of sex offending
1: hmm. particularly within family settings oh, yeah, yeah. not gonna turn your dad in.
6: People forget we don't want them to, go to prison forever the goal yeah We want them to never <laughs> offend again. So to do that we should be giving them treatment. And then they need a place to live. They need a job. They need social support, continued treatment. And we take all of those away, one by one. This is Jacob Wetterling's
0: mom saying this. She's on point.
1: She right.
2: I didn't want my kids to know that I was home. They found out. Actually I looked you up online and I found you on the registry. Honestly, I was the happiest person on the planet when I found that picture of you. I never forgot you. <laughs> I never stopped loving you. I was happy I found you. This is only the second Father's Day that me uh spent time, the first time we spent time together. Did he did he
0: expirate a sentence? Is that what's going on?
2: And went away for the four years. How do I this so um,
0: follow me, follow me. this is the guy that was violated a bunch of times and sent back.
8: To,
0: uh, if they all said, words. I missed that. If they said that he got it, that expirated.
1: Yeah. Just out on parole, maybe?
2: Yeah. What? I don't know. I'm free. Oh, no, he's free. Don't he's take done. Take away the scars. I still got my own nightmares. Nobody know my story. Nobody know about the little boy that was raised on 21st Avenue in Tampa, Florida, and every time his baby sister went in the hospital, his daddy stuck his dick in his mouth. Whoa. Sorry I had to say it that way, but that's the truth. I walk around every day of my life with two hurts. One, I was a molested child and lived it with that all my life. Sucker, I missed and touched a child and don't even know how. And it hurts me every day of my life because I don't know where that came from. And nobody gave a damn what was going on with me when I was a kid. I really don't want to live no longer. I don't want nothing to do with society. I trusted this great country we call America, and it screwed me, not only as a duck, but as a kid, too.
0: Yeah, imagine suppressing reporting because you're afraid of how it's going to impact the perpetrator. Because the laws are so crazy. You
1: Damn.
8: know what I mean?
0: That's a
1: hell of a decision for a little kid to make. Or a family for that matter.
0: Well, I worked with a uh, a client one time and she told me that when she was 14, she had sex with her 25-year-old boyfriend. Obviously illegal. And she never reported him because she didn't want him to go to prison forever. I've heard stuff like that, too. So I'm like, okay. I mean, anecdotal. Be it that as it may, it nevertheless is the truth. Right. I'm done being
1: afraid. Right. Same stories. I'm done
9: worrying about if my children are going to be taken from me. I just want to be a normal person. I just want to live my life. I've paid enough. And there's a lot of people just like me. It's really time to stand up. Hi Patty, my name is Shauna. I was wondering if there would be any time possible that I would be able to actually maybe sit and talk with um, Representative Cockroft. I'm a registered sex offender in the state of Oklahoma. Recently, the laws have completely changed my life and my children's life. I don't know when he would be available to meet. Do you? Do you have any idea? He keeps his own calendar. Okay.
0: Well, can you talk to him then? Right, yeah.
9: Okay. Thank you so much, Patty.
8: Bye-bye.
0: I guess keep trying.
11: Hey, Carol, this is John. How you doing? I'm fine. Listen, um, in anticipation of me coming there Thanksgiving, uh, have has any are you in touch with my boys ever? The reason I'm asking, I wonder if it would be appropriate to let them know, either uh, tangentially or directly, that I'm going to be in Conroe during the Thanksgiving holidays. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen them in yeah I haven't seen. How would Tampa you let them know years.
0: tangentially? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> he may or may not be around. Yeah. yeah.
1: start a rumor that he's coming to town
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm guessing poor old guy (laughs) as we were making fun of his use of words I think we missed that he um his boys don't want to see him.
10: Every day, <sighs> tough.
9: So
0: Lauren's kingdom. This looks like a Oh, it's a book. Mm. Laura wanted to that Lauren book wrote. About
9: the way she was feeling. And the way the babysitter had touched her. But she was scared. On the count of three. You can all do it. Ready? One, two, three. Stop. Stop. That's not safe. Oh, and I think wait, they didn't so hear you over on Madison didn't Avenue. She did just
10: rape her. She did just beat her.
9: If you're choking back tears and your heart's filled with fears, you know very well that it's okay to tell. Her father held his precious daughter in his arms. He looked into her eyes as tears rolled down his face. The mean green ogre babysitter will never hurt you again. I promise.
0: So this looks like a book geared towards kids to safely introduce them to the idea of what Sexual abuse looks like and how to respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Yep. This is actually probably a good idea. Yeah. How hard would it be to write a book like that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of want to read that book now. People want to shield their He's kids my from sex he and
9: has taught me a tremendous amount. I don't know how to. I
1: don't know how to navigate that. But we that. don't
9: always agree on policy. He believes that we need to do all that we can to restrict predators. And when we started, that's what I was doing too. When I went back and got my master's degree, I realized if you don't work to prevent sexual abuse through education and awareness, then you can't. Look at be that abducted. jacket. To be able to educate, you have to understand. So I still interact with predators where dad will
0: not. This is Lauren Book talking. She interacts with them. We tell ourselves that the
4: people to whom these laws apply are monsters. They're the other. They're not us. We can identify who they are, get them away from us. Reality. Oh,
0: that's the dude who kidnapped Smart, isn't it? Sexual violence
4: yeah, 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 Is a tiny portion of the problem of sexual violence.
0: Didn't you once the upon a time get invited offended on offended. Elizabeth Smart's podcast? Yeah. And it takes and place it? in yeah.
8: <laughs> houses,
4: basically. <laughs> in drunken parties, <laughs> on dates, with coaches, with religious leaders, <laughs> yeah. uh, among no. families. That is true. These are people who are not visibly monsters. Oh, the Duggers. That guy. Uh, in fact, uh, they are uh, among uh, us. They're us.
8: Allegations like of sexual assault by that the encounter was consensual.
4: Oh, Bill Cosby, Normal granddaddy of them all. ...who are guided by screwed up values, by permissive societal messages. Dudes? I don't know who that There's was. There's Trump. The real harm in those kind of laws is yeah. that they <laughs> acquit us as a society of our deeper obligation to change the mores, to change the values that allow sexual violence to flourish. That's what we really ought to be working on, not some foolish laws about Halloween candy or license plate color. We have limited resources, and every five million that we spend on this program is five million that we're not spending on primary prevention, changing attitudes, and tried and true supervision. Ooh, that's what we're
0: going there. Expense.
4: There are choices that we're making.
9: You cannot broad brush this issue. And the minute that you do so, you will create policies um, that are dangerous, that um, cannot be enforced. That's where I try to temper some of where dad comes from. What can we do to create smart policy to again, do what? Not be punitive to keep kids and our communities
3: safe. What does your dad say to that?
9: I don't know what he would say to that. He would <laughs> probably tell me to lock them up and throw away the key and that yeah. there's no use for them back well, yeah. out here I in, mean, in the community. Pretty much
0: said that the whole time. Yeah.
10: <laughs> These people need to be put away yeah, until <laughs> they're see. too old to walk. I told you before, I don't try to be what I'm not. I
1: mean, the dude's got conviction. I, yeah.
10: I don't try to be, respect other than a lawyer. lot of
1: lawyers coming from. It's just damn, you know, he's, which of these judgment is tainted a bit would have been most effective in protecting your daughter.
10: You know, most of the laws that we have passed would likely have done nothing to protect my daughter. What?
1: <laughs> Honest answer. I didn't expect him to say that. But I
10: believe, had we properly educated my daughter on how to be safe, had we properly trained her on safe touch and unsafe touch, had we properly trained her about secrets and that no secret is forever.
8: Stop. 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 Stop.
1: Stop. Yeah. So he, he.
10: I am absolutely Hold convinced on. that the abuse would have been short lived. You keep on.
1: He's, he's acknowledging, he he's aware that the laws that he's passing necessarily wouldn't have done anything to stop what happened to his daughter. It's almost as he's acknowledging that maybe some of these were made because they feel like it's the right thing
0: to do. Well, so is it all just revenge? You that's, just want to be rep, retrib, 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 retributive? Is that? Jeez, that, why can't I say that, that word? Yeah, you added too many
1: syllables. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's kind of what it sounded like. But, I mean, he went on to qualify it and said that, you know, basically education, you know, awareness, which might not be wrong. But, yeah, it it did kind of sound like he was acknowledging that this is a bit of a get back.
0: I mean, the only case you could make, which maybe he makes, maybe he doesn't. So if I'm speaking from his perspective, is that if these laws had been in place for... 10 years prior that her abuser would have been so scared of oh. of the consequence that she would not have done it which is not a case he made though or and there's that's at least the it's most rash ration- to prove also but yeah that's
1: that's uh, the
0: most rational deterrence theory type argument you could theory. put on yeah. there yeah okay until you are
10: heard it may not have prevented that first act or that second act, but my daughter would have told. My daughter would have figured it out. My
2: daughter would have told. My daughter mm, okay, would, have it's told, going she would have told going awareness. Told you. Told you. Told cat. She feels sad. Even a cat is scared. Even the cat is scared. He's
8: an angry dad
9: who had to watch his kid endure a tremendous amount.
0: You're angry for how long though?
9: But I'm that kid who had to endure a tremendous
6: amount, who doesn't want that to happen to other kids. We have been victims of a horrific crime. I got very angry. It was eating away my insides, just the absolute fury It was like acid inside of me.
0: Jacob Wetterling's manga again. But
6: I can't live in that world. I can't live in the world of exploitation and anger and rape and assault and the language that just will eat you alive. I have to focus on the vision, the world we were trying to build for our kids, the world that Jacob knows. Jacob was good and fair and I refuse so let the man who took Jacob take anything more from me you can't take away my world yeah you can't take away my belief that there's more good people in the world than bad and it's time for good people to stand up and build a better environment for our kids
0: man, what a great outlook on that ladies on fire and that's t- I mean how long has it taken her to get there no though, survivor know?
9: talks about hmm. none of us every survivor that I've ever talked to has this little, deep, dark hole inside of us that we feel that that monster exists, that there is a waldy in me, that if I'm not careful, she's gonna come out and she's gonna hurt another kid.
1: Can we get a where are they now on that babysitter?
9: I've spoken <laughs> to family members who have Nowhere to good. children yeah. because they cannot live in a home with a sex offender father. Or they have to sell their home. They have to move. They're living in cars and are very, very, very angry. So there is a place for anger. There is a place where that has to fire you along
1: she got to get
9: something done
1: did she or is and this just we're walking through Congress. We're
9: here today All right. is because a young lady who had no voice and felt be for so long was tired and
0: yeah she got her meeting people guy. are afraid
9: of predators people are scared and they should be. The aftermath is catastrophic and cataclysmic. Unless we're putting them in prison and throwing away the key, they're getting out. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to live in your neighborhoods. Yeah. They will be there. We need to be smart. We need to be strategic about the way that we do things.
0: Miss Book's coming up. To create
9: around. a more effective system. Than what we currently
0: have Okay, well then So wait a minute
9: But we can't be driven by fear
0: Before it was Feeling like she was Contradicting So there must have been Some evolution In this time period Yeah That's uh, Yeah Yeah, for sure That it? Is it credits? Well. John Cryer is off supervised release and free to leave Oklahoma. That was our old man. Or young man. He is required to register in any state he moves to, of course. Standard. (laughs) Clyde's daughter introduced him to a woman who has become his fiance. Good for you, buddy. Less 30 days after our final interview, a neighbor found his photo on the registry and notified his landlord. He was given a seven day notice. Oh, that dude vision. can't win. I know. Judy Cornette still runs Predator Patrol. Hey, they still. still? Wow. Her son is expected to spend 17 more years in prison. Kids secured 3.8 million dollars in state funding last year, making it one of Florida's most supported.
10: You know, she's charity. decided this is the next place she wants to go. It's parents' responsibility to do everything, and anything they can't support what their kids' dreams are. So. And we're actually
9: filing our papers in the next 15 minutes, and so it's official. It's officially official. I'm running
0: for senate. <laughs> oh, she's running for senate too? Uh, huh? That's a powerful. Family. Lauren is unopposed in her race for the Florida State Senate. Oh, okay. Did she get it? Is
9: that my? Beautiful,
8: precious baby girl.
0: That turned into a (laughs) zombie. Shauna remains one of 800,000 Americans on the sex offender registry. She will be on the registry for life.
8: There it is.
0: Roll credits. Wow. We finished her. Yeah. You know, the the one thing i, I it's kind of weird because um i mean neither you and you or i do a whole lot of of work with victims right and um or I, survivors whatever you you know kind of work that you're in and and i suppose on my philosophy is i just don't know if you can do really good work working with both populations you know not saying that they haven't i'm saying my personal opinion is i probably wouldn't do well with both kind of
1: it it at least takes acknowledging that you might have that bias that would prevent you from being effective, at least being aware that you,
0: I think your cognitive and emotional energy gets pulled in a couple of really stark directions. Right. Um, Hmm. Yeah. So, and, but I have learned enough about from, you know, victim therapists and that, that that's why that term exists, why they've gone from victim to survivor. In other words, like, they are not allowing their lives and how they conduct themselves moving forward to be dictated by the events of the perpetrator.
1: And like Miss Book,
0: she's uh living her life now, right? Right, but you can make the opposite argument for her dad, so like he, you know, and he's a secondary victim for sure. I don't want to undermine his role, but um like dedicating his life towards some of these laws and making it more difficult for sex offenders released to the community to be you know successful based on some of these I mean you could easily make the argument that this is still uh the driving force behind his existence mm-hmm. in other words in other words a perpetrator abused a child and you use that as your life inspiration to make decisions in your life I mean I'm not saying that your decisions aren't benevolent but seems like a weird way to you know to dictate what you're going to do for the rest of your life i know like my primary inspiration as a father was was gleaned from somebody sexually abusing my child damn when you put it that way
1: it's uh
8: I mean, just think of like all
1: unhappy existence,
0: right? Think of all the other sources of inspiration to be a good parent and right, did, to right, right. leave a mark, you know, or a legacy before you leave. And your choice is somebody sexually abused a child. That's my inspiration. He's clearly content with that, but he, and he's making just, you
1: know, a few minutes ago, we pointed out that he's acknowledging that is the, the laws that have come about as some of his life's work don't necessarily effectively reduce recidivism, at least not in the case of what happened to his daughter. He's, he's acknowledging almost that his efforts might not make the dent in recidivism that he wants to, yet he's still being driven forward, pushed on by this vengeance type, motivation yeah. to, to do it. So,
0: you know, I guess I, I feel for him. Man, I do. But, yeah. I do. I feel bad for him. I mean, I don't think he has enough insight yet to kind of recognize it that way. Although. Okay. So now that, you know, this information exists and um, one thing therapists love to do is like show videos like this in a group type setting, you know, um, no criticism, by the way, I'm just saying they, they do that. Um, how would you suggest framing this to a client? you know, one of our clients who committed a sex offense and witnessing this to just not get like in give up mode. You know what I mean? Like how is this information that yeah, the public doesn't like you, they have an unfavorable opinion of you and you know, statistical likelihood is that you're going to violate, you're going to return to prison, but it's not going to be for a new sex crime. It's going to be because uh, they've made rules that regulate your life to the degree that life is so difficult that, that, you know, you, you will eventually slip up and go back to prison How can you reframe that information for somebody trying to recover from having committed a sex offense and now transitioning to the community?
1: Off the top of my head. Yeah. I think the way the documentary was structured allows for that. What, here's some, I just had this talk with a guy today. Uh, You know, he's real concerned about public perception. He's feeling stigmatized. My life's over. Who's gonna ever hire me? Who's gonna ever love me? How do I tell people? And there's a, there's this thing I say to clients that I think this documentary helps capture. I said, look, man, if, if you and I get a couple clipboards and we go down to Walmart in the parking lot, like the people that do impromptu surveys and we start polling people that are coming in and out of the store, asking them, hey, what are your opinions on sex offenders? What kind of uh, sentences should be imposed? Would you ever want to live next to a sex offender? If you were an employer, would you ever hire one? and ask them those types of questions across the board. We're going to get some pretty stereotypical answers, lock them up, throw away the key. Yeah. Um, they kill them. Some should be killed. Yeah. yeah. Killed castrated. I'd never, uh, they're scumbags, monsters, worst people ever would get those answers. And then I say, it's because in their mind, when you say sex offender, they have a monster pictured. They have, they have an idea in their head. Like this right arch- Kruger. Yeah. They have the archetypical ar- archetypal, image of freddy krueger in their head right yeah dude in the bushes with the duct tape and i guess the the claws on his hand
0: (laughs) (laughs) i hope not yeah
1: and then i say that but like when people when somebody sexually offends and somebody within their own family or a, a co-worker that they've known and they find out when they start to learn who an individual is and i'll tell the client when the when the same individual that we pull coming out of Walmart and ask these questions that give us the stereotypical answers. If that very same person gets to know you, the client over time, they're going to have some cognitive dissonance in their head. They're going to have this image of Freddy Krueger in the bushes yeah. with a roll of duct tape. And then they're going to have you and you are a living, breathing human that has obvious strengths and you got a great, you know, a personality and you know, here's some good things about you and the image they have in their head of sex offender doesn't mesh with you. And what you'll find is that a lot of not all, but a lot of people in society will grant you an exception. They'll be like, well, I still hate sex offenders, but you're you're different and you're getting your life together. And I like that you're going to treatment. And you know what? As long as you don't do it again, um, you're, you're not like the rest of them. So and they, they'll make an exception. That's what people kind of do in their heads. And I feel like this documentary allowed for that and that. When they were showing books point of view, they were talking about things on the macro level, legislation, you know, protests, marches, whatever it is. And then when they would the documentary would cut to individual people's lives, it was hard not to develop a sympathetic view of the of the individuals in there. And I say that the way the documentary allows you to see the human side of these various people. And then contrast that with the macro level view of sex offenders is much the same way that you, the offender are going to experience that with your, the people you love that will see that you're not that, but you will face societal stigma probably from here till the end of time.
0: Right. That's what I say. No, that's a good reframe. So, I mean, in in short, if I could sum that up on a macro level, you're not going to change hearts and minds. I I mean, anytime soon, if ever, for that matter. But on a, on a micro level, my individual uh, connections that I have in my life, people are willing to give me a second chance based on personal perceptions of what's happening in the here and now and the person that I've become. And, and I'm not defined by the worst thing that I ever did. That's and so, right. And, and if you get caught up in the idea that on the macro, things are never going to change, you quickly lose hope and resort back to unhealthy coping strategies, which is why you got here in the first place. Exactly. Good, I like that. Awesome. So, pretty good place to end. Yeah, would i dude. Say. Dude, I'm glad. Tw- was that three parts? That's three parts. Yeah. We gotta get better at our <laughs> our reaction videos. A get better. B never do them again. Or C find shorter ones. That that I I actually want to
1: get the answer to that. I was gonna suggest C, but I, maybe if the listeners can weigh in. So what is it again? Or D, all the above. Yeah. So (laughs) I'd say A, get better. A, get better at it. B, never do it again. Or C, find shorter 20-minute clips. Yeah.
0: There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. Please weigh in. (laughs) I want to hear from you guys. All right. See you guys. And that about does it for this episode of the Gorilla Social Work Podcast. If you like what you hear, pretend like you're going to play the airplane game with a five-star rating. When the five-star rating extends his arms to hold you, hold one of his forearms with both hands, position your legs so your knees are bent and their arm and elbow are between your legs. Squeeze your legs towards their body and pull their arm towards you. And using the five-star rating's chest as a fulcrum, pull their wrist towards your chest and apply upwards pressure from your hips while slightly pulling the hands towards your chest. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us grow by sharing with a friend. We'd like to stay in chat longer, but we're lying. Good night.